What it do, what it do, what it do. This is Crossover Fit X Podcast coming at you in 2022. Uh, this is the third episode. We're coming at you hot live. We're going to get into it. But, for, but before we get into this actual episode, I want to give a shout out and to an actual company, another company and a brother, our brother, Elder Randy Jordan, who is overseas protecting our country. Also, he has a wonderful, a wonderful brand that he has created called Atmosphere. Atmosphere, and it is a clothing brand. And I just want to read to you a little bit about the the heart behind the actual brand. So the clothing line inspired by the book of Mark chapter five, which gives a depiction of an atmosphere of healing and particularly the healing of a woman who had an issue 12 years with blood and had the faith of being completely healed by touching the hem of his garment. So these, this clothing line is prayed over. It is, uh, it is uh, there's been intercessory prayer that has been put over this actual, actual clothing line. And we believe that this clothing line actually changes the atmosphere. And so do me a favor, go to the website, Atmosphere, and go ahead, pick out something that you like. Shirt, yes, a lot of athletic gear, tights, um, workout um, gear, everything that you pretty much would need to look fly. Go ahead, hoodies, all of that stuff, even stuff for kids. Check them out, go in, purchase something. Let's support Atmosphere and Elder Randy Jordan, who, like I said, is overseas protecting our country. Thank you. We appreciate you, Elder. Appreciate you. So, hey, let's go ahead and jump in to this particular episode. The name of this episode is Are You Fit? Are You Fit? It's an actual question. Are You Fit? And we're going to start on the spiritual side with a verse, and then we're going to go into some of the just practical uses of this question. And I really want to, to focus in on that word F-I-T, fit. So are you fit? Ask yourself that question. Go ahead right now. Are you fit? If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel, but ask yourself the question. Are you fit? Let's look at Luke, the ninth chapter the 62nd verse, very simple scripture here. And it says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit, F-I-T, for service in the kingdom, is fit for service in the kingdom. I was actually reading that particular book and came across this particular verse and it hit me. You know, being in fitness and hearing that word all the time, you know, being physically fit, um, you hear it all the time. But when I read that particular scripture, I thought about the word and it kind of made me pause. And I looked it up in the concordance to kind of get a better understanding and make sure that I had the proper understanding of what Paul um, or what the, the Apostle Luke was actually writing in this particular um, book. And the word fit, the definition is appropriate or suitable. Very simple. There's two different definitions, but one is being appropriate or suitable. I want to ask you, are you fit? Let's look, go back to the verse. And many people have read this verse and is actually picturing, 
it's a picture of a farmer plowing the field. And the actual verse says, no one that puts their hand, and you're putting your hand to the plow, and you're sitting there and you're plowing, and if you look back, the verse is stating that you're not fit, you're not appropriate, you're not a suitable for the kingdom. Many times this verse has been interpreted that that look back is actually a type of backsliding or going back. I just want to present it to you today in a just a little bit different form, not the backsliding form, but let's look at the actual action of looking back as losing focus. Losing focus. Now let's go to that farmer. They're plowing and they're sitting there and they're plowing. And in order for them to make straight rows, you literally have to pick a point at the end of your destination and focus on that point. For all the fellas that are out there, I, I had a landscape business back in the day called Sowing Seed Landscaping. I, I also still do a very good job with my yard. And I want to give you a tip. Most guys always trying to find out how do you get those straight lines in your yard? But here's what they do. They just look down at the line that they, that they mowed before and look at that, that crease that their wheel actually made and they try to stay on that crease. That's not how you do it. Here's how you do it. You pick a point on the other side of the yard. It may be a stick, it may be a piece of grass, it may be the last place that you mowed, but you pick a point on the other side of the yard and you just concentrate and look at that point. Don't look down, but look at the point at the end of the row and you will look back after you are finished and be able to see that you made a straight row. But if while you're cutting that grass, you look over to the side or you're looking at your neighbors or you constantly keep looking backwards, you're losing your focus. And I think that's what this verse is trying to say, that anyone that puts his hands to the plow and does not have focus on the prize is not fit. It's not appropriate. You're not suitable for this actual work. You got to be suitable. You have to be focused. You have to be locked in. I was just talking to a friend of mine a couple days ago. His name is Reggie Jones. He's down in Orlando, Florida, um, Edenville. So if you're ever down in that area and you want a fresh cut, go by and check him out at West and Kennedy. Uh, Reggie Jones, go by, check him out. And, and Reggie was talking about some things that we're possibly maybe doing here in the future. And he makes the statement of focus, that you have to focus. And he also says, hey, it's not going to be easy. And nobody said it, it is. But if you focus, when you get to the destination, you will be able to determine that it was well worth it. It was well worth it. But you can only determine that once you get to the finish line. Many of us get started in so many different things. And let's just cross this thing over into the fitness side. We get started in fitness. Or we've started this year with taking care of our bodies and making sure that we're healthy, losing weight, those types of things. And as we go along, instead of putting our hands to the plow and not looking back until we hit the destination, we're constantly looking backwards. We're getting off track. We're getting off focus. We lose sight 
of the place or the direction that we're going. I've, loved, I've used this scripture many times in crossover when the apostle Paul is talking about, he, had, he, he was saying, brothers and sisters, I have not mastered all of this stuff that I'm talking to you about, but there's this one thing I have mastered, and it's not looking back, but forgetting what's behind us and pressing towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. You're pressing. He's not focusing on what's behind him, only on what's in front of him. You got to let it go. We talked about that a little bit in one of our episodes earlier, but he was able to put all of his energy in where he was going, not where he's been. So when you put your hands to that plow, when you make up in your mind that I'm going to a destination, the only thing that should be on your mind is that destination. Don't allow anyone to cause you to look to the left or to the right, but stay focused so that God can call you fit for the kingdom. I also want to translate this over into business. I've taken on a a new business venture and being able to hit certain goals, you have to put your eyes or set your eyes on the prize. Anyone that's out there in crossover land that is in that is an entrepreneur that is in any type of sales and know that you have sales goals that you have to hit. You hit those things one sale at a time, but you have to constantly stay focused on the end result. And even if you get knocked off of your, you're plowing that feeling, you hit a rock and you get off center. If you're looking at the end, if you set your eyes on the prize or a set object at the end of that actual feel, you can get yourself back in line. Think about it. Are you fit? I want to also jump over into the family. You know, lately, I, I, I tell you guys, I got two boys. Uh, one is eight and one is 10. And lately, I just haven't been feeling like a great father. I, I really haven't. I've been asking and praying God to help me Raise these two boys the way you would want me to raise them, God. And I last night I really prayed and I really wanted to make sure that I'm doing that. And I felt the the Holy Spirit tell me very simply to set my eye on the prize, set my eye on the destination of where I believe Joshua and Caleb are going to be by the grace of God and continue to look at that and not focus on the each day episode or us falling off or them falling off or or me not living up to the standard of God or not being godly to them. But for me to set my mind and my heart at the end of this journey of where I believe Joshua and Caleb will be. I just haven't felt fit to be a good Christian father. I didn't feel like I was appropriate or suitable to train these young men up the way they needed to be. My father was not there for me. That's that's no hit on him. I love my father. Uh, My father is deceased. He he died when I was 17 years old. Uh, I I think the world of him, I've always thought the world of him, but I didn't have that, that example in the home. I did have great people like Danny Floyd, um, Dwayne Williams, 
um, Darren Williams, um, Tucker Williams. I had those great examples uh, in my life to show me what it meant to be a godly man and a godly father. But to have that in my home, it was just not there. So in order for me to have that actual um, target, I have to go to God. I have to go to him each day so that he can make sure that I am fit for the kingdom, fit to be a father, fit to be a husband, fit to be a friend. I have to go to him to help me to be fit because in my natural state, I'm just not fit. I, I don't, I don't crack up to, to, or I don't, I don't live up to the standard. I think that's what the Bible is talking about uh, of sin is falling short of the mark. But the only thing that can make me fit is God. I also think about the military and how in order to be fit for something, I think about the actual NFL. I love football and, and sports. In order to be fit for the first day or the first game, you actually have to go through something. Many of us don't want to go through anything, especially in the Christian world. We don't want to have to go through struggles and trials and tribulations. But can I present this to you cross over land? That the things that you go through are the things that help you to become fit for the work that God wants you to do. If you're a pro football player, you have to go through preseason and preseason and practice and all of those things are there to get you fit for day one. If you're in the military, you have to go through boot camp, Marine Corps, hoorah, Paris Island, 3rd Battalion, Kilo Company, Kilo. You have to be fit. You have to go through something. If you don't go through the training, if you don't go through the trials, if you don't go through the tribulations, and can I help you out there crossover land? Anything that you go through, think of it as just training for you to be able to be fit for what God is taking you through. I ask you the question, are you fit? Are you fit? Are you suitable? Are you appropriate? for the thing that God has placed you in. I remember going through the Marine Corps and boot camp. I thought I would never leave Paris Island. I literally thought I would never leave. They had convinced me that I would never leave the island. But until you go through the crucible, until you, you become swim qualified, qualified, until you become rifle qualified, until you've gone been stuck out in the, in, in the jungle or in the actual forest late at night with just a compass and a guide. You, the, the guide is that compass, the moon and the stars. And for you to get back to where you're supposed to be until you've accomplished all of that, you're not fit to be a Marine. I have a young cousin that is in the Marine Corps. He will be graduating tomorrow I want to give a shout out to Darion Williams, who's been at Paris Island. 
for I think almost five, six months, went through quite a bit of trial and tribulation in order to become fit to be called a Marine. I was talking to my uncle who had communicated to him a couple days ago after he had finished the crucible. And my uncle said, hey, the Marines, the actual drill instructors are laughing with them and talking to them now. And I said, yes, uncle until they become fit and pass everything. They can never be called a Marine. But once they become fit and they pass all of the trials and the tribulations, the other Marines who went through the same thing, they look at them and they say, hoorah, Marine. They laugh, they welcome them in, they bring them into the fold. And think about that, Christians. One day we'll be welcomed in and all of the saints that have gone before us, the Hall of Faith, the Great Ones, the Davids, the Peters, the Pauls, they're going to welcome us in one day after we have gone through what we've gone through to be fit for the kingdom. I hope you enjoyed this episode, but you know my saying. I have learned that success in one area of my life can be used in every area of our lives. We just need to cross over.